As we begin to reintegrate into the world post-lockdown, we're confronted with the fact that our lives are not the same as they were before 2020. And with that comes the realization that a lot of us have to relearn, rebuild, and restart. Struggling to do so myself, I wondered how other people are able to rise from the ashes of crumbled moments throughout their lifetime. I'm Rebecca Lee, and this is season two. How the fuck did you bounce back? Okay, we did it. We're here. Yes. Doing this. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, Chris. I haven't talked to you in years, I think. It's been way too long. I know. I like want to <laughs> catch up and like hear about what's going on in your life, but also talk about you bouncing back from shit. Uh, Chris and I met in acting class a yes. long time ago. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you how long it's been because that beats me. Fucking beats me. I have no idea. Could have been two years. Could have been seven. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? COVID is Who crazy. Knows? Who knows? Um. Okay. So, usually I start out by asking, "What is, is there a moment you can think of in your life that you're most proud of bouncing back from or overcoming?" Uh, yeah. That you can think about whether it's childhood, adolescence, adulthood, anything that you're like, sure. I'm really proud of this. Also, um, thank you for having me here. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. very excited. Um, this is really cool that you do this. Uh, Thanks. I'm also very excited to get like deep because I feel like we're just gonna dive in right now. I know that's like, we there's no surface shit here. Like we're no, like no, we're not here for that. We don't want a, that. A little COVID chit chat at the top and then right cool, cool, into cool. It. and we're in it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was uh, when I was in high school. Um, I found out that I had a chronic illness called uh, ulcerative colitis, which is very commonly known now. Um, but when I was in high school, it was still like, obviously it was known, but it was becoming more of a thing. So uh, the symptoms and how it happened and all of these things were kind of uh, a little up in the air um, or maybe not up in the air, but there was less information like sure. readily available. Um, so I'm an idiot. So will you tell me what yes. that is? Oh my okay. gosh, of course. Great. So um, if you've heard of uh, Crohn's disease, mm -hmm. it's essentially the same, except Crohn's disease is the upper intestine and um, ulcerative colitis is the lower intestine. Got it. Um, okay. But primarily for in like uh, <laughs> diseases for dummies, the books will yes, explain. I need it. <laughs> that basically your intestines um, have a lot of ulcers inside them. Oh, Jesus. And it's either uh, primarily the upper or lower, depending on what you have. Um, and so what happens is those ulcers get inflamed and due to any given number of things, and then the lining of your intestines will kind of uh, fall off and um, expose these ulcers and there's a lot of internal bleeding. Jesus. Which, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not <laughs> fun. And um, there's a lot of TMI that that involves that we can glaze over. Um, but the short of it is it caused a lot of internal bleeding, which can also would obviously lead to a bunch of other not good things. Um, and I found out in high school that I had this and I found out because I had, uh, now this, I am not a medical professional. So take this with a grain of salt. Sure. But to my understanding, I had clinically died, which is kind of a flex, I think, like in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. Like, so what had happened was, is that um, I had been dealing with the symptoms of this for so long that, uh, and had so much internal bleeding going on that at the time when I got tested uh, to see like, hey, what's going on? I don't feel good. Uh, when they would run tests on me, I wouldn't like, I obviously had a heartbeat and I was conscious and I was present and I was there, but the amount of blood that I had on in my body was the same amount as a dead person would have. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they ran tests, they were like, this is weird because like, obviously again, you're conscious and you're here, yeah. but like you are kind of testing as if you were dead, which was wild. Mostly because like, I think back then when I was going through all of it, it was not, in any way, shape, or form, uh, like obviously I was sick, but I didn't feel like I was dying, mm -hmm. you know? 
Like I felt very much like, okay, I'm sick. This is something that I will get over. I didn't kind of uh, understand the scope of what was happening until I kind of got better. And then a few years down the line, I was like, hey, yo, that was like a crazy chapter of my life. Because <laughs> I feel like it was a combination of me being young and not kind of understanding that this isn't a normal thing. And then also there was, there's this very weird, like dream-esque dissociative aspect of like trying to remember that time because there was a lot of medication that I was taking to counteract all of this stuff. And then obviously <clears throat> there was not a lot of blood circulating in right. my body. So, so it's all, I mean, I, I remember a lot of it, but it's also like fuzzy in a, like, emotionally like I don't remember experiencing a lot of like I'm dying uh, what's gonna happen like I was just like it's Tuesday I don't really care about this yeah. um but bouncing back from that was very um it was interesting because it's also like you have to understand that like by itself that's a lot but then it was happening in high school Right. So, which is a whole, like, I would, that, that's something that anybody could say they, I bounced back from high school, the oh, trauma. 1000%. <laughs> you know? People say middle school more than, more than high school. If you Do they really? That. Oh yeah. People are like, bro. middle school was the fucking worst. What is it about middle school? Kids are so mean, bro. Kids are so mean. Like, so I, so I would say the same. Mean. I would say my middle school experience was like vastly worse than my high school experience. Yeah. yeah. Horrid. Horrid. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, so these things were kind of happening at the same time. And so while I, I remember my junior year, which is supposed to be like your most important year for like mm. college and whatever, um, I was absent more than I was present oh, because geez. I was like either literally living in a hospital or like just bedridden because I like couldn't get up in the morning. And it was all the while, like nobody knew what was going on. My parents thought I was being dramatic. They, and they were like forcing me to go to school. And I was like, hey, yo, low key, I'm dying. <laughs> um, and then you mix friends and you mix being in like uh, the performing atmosphere and you mix all these things. It was a lot. It was a lot to deal with. And so kind of coming out on the, the latter half of that and then not only obviously surviving physically and emotionally, but also like I really once I recovered from that and I kind of stepped out into the world, I was very fortunate to have like a little bit of a, a bloom more so than I think some of my peers. Mm -hmm. um, it was really nice. It was really like, uh, I was very fortunate in, in that sense yeah. to kind of, I guess, not only immediately step out and in today, like right now, I live like such a normal life in comparison to some people that have ulcerative colitis I'm not like on any medications and I'm not um I obviously like there's things that I do have to do but a lot of people with ulcerative colitis either have to like go in for infusions ev like every few weeks or there's some kind of oral medication they have and like I don't know what's going on but like I live yeah. a very um very seemingly uh normal life in that sense um I don't know Okay. I have so many questions. Um, I <laughs> good, need good. to, I need to, I am an idiot and forgot to turn off my dryer and I don't want it to buzz while you're in the middle of something. Hard I got talk, you. So I'm going to go turn it off really quick. I will entertain everybody while you're gone. Everyone. Rebecca is a legend. Rebecca is an icon and we love her very much. And oh, wow. That's crazy. She's back. Hey. Great. I have no idea what you said. Hopefully you're <laughs> talking mad shit. <laughs> I was just telling everybody how incredible you are. Oh, well, it's very nice. Um, okay. So much to talk about. Um, when did you start feeling symptoms of this? Oddly, in middle school. So okay. it was like my middle school to high school transition, right? Okay. Um, I think it happened over the course of probably like a few years where I started experiencing symptoms um, to uh, kind of the peak and then kind of um, a, a bit of an, a recovery arc, if you will. Right. Um, but I would say like probably like late middle school and um, a lot of like ulcerative colitis can be caused by like literally 
any amount of things. Like yeah, that you, was what I was going to ask. Like, how do you get that? Well, if you look up symptoms, it's like nobody really knows because it could really, it could be stress. It could be hereditary. It could be um, a, some kind of injury. And it's it's like lying dormant in your body and an injury will trigger it. And then now it's inflamed. Is it like, an autoimmune thing? I I believe so. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, if like, I'm, I if, know that a lot of autoimmune stuff, and now I want to look it up, is like trigger can be triggered by stress. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I admittedly should probably be more educated on this than I than I currently am, but I think it. Sh- I mean, it should fall under some kind of category like that. Yeah, it feels like. All right, I'm not going to spend time looking this up, but it sounds Yeah, you're going to fall down a like, rabbit hole. <laughs> I know. I don't need any more things to go down a rabbit hole on. Um, uh, it sounds like, yeah, it must have been like maybe an autoimmune thing, but also I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I think mine was a combination of stress um, and uh, eating habits at the time. Mm-hmm. Mostly stress. <laughs> what do you um, feel like was causing you stress during that time? So I think, I mean, we touched on middle school being yeah, uh, horrendous. A, a horrendous, yeah. just traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And I think mine was particularly rough. Um, I think it, I mean, I think it's common for any kind of creative to have a rough, uh, I guess, prepubescent uh, puberty awakening. Yeah. Um, and I was there, bro. We were in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, I remember I went through my voice started to change before everybody else's mm. and there was like a good like year of like conscious gaining where I'm like what is going on this is horrible mm-hmm. I can't be here bro mm-hmm. and it was it, it was before a lot of my other peers kind of were I guess experiencing that as well <clears throat> it was just rough it was like a lot of bullying yeah it was a lot of like I was um a high achieving kid and so there was a lot of like, my, I don't think my brain was being stimulated as enough of it as it should have been because mm. um, I didn't know, like, I don't know. It was just, it was a mess, you guys. It's <laughs> it like whenever, just... I feel like whenever there's a, you're different in some way and yeah. like, it sounds like in your keys, it might've been like your voice changing or, or sure. something else. It's like kids just like pick up on that and they're like oh. you're different like then just use that completely yeah against yeah <laughs> it's it was... adulthood too but like in your adolescence is just like everyone needs to take a xanax and chill out mm-hmm. okay i'm just mm-hmm. t- i'm not over here trying to hurt anybody i'm just trying to be myself okay yeah, you're just trying to exist <laughs> live your best life literally i'm just trying to live my life um, um how did your family deal with oh, wait are you an only child or do you have siblings Good question. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Okay. Um, my parents are still together. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, we're both we're we're fairly close though. I, my brother is two years older than me, and my sister is three years younger than me. Okay, cool. Yeah. So during that that time, like, do you feel like your parents were like supportive of you? And obviously, if you don't want to talk about your parents that's totally fine too yeah Um, no 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 I mean that's its own podcast by itself I know right (laughs) um no I I I actually this is funny this is a funny kind of bit um when I was going through it health wise so my, my dad owns and runs uh the business that he works at okay and so he's very much like wake up at three o'clock in the morning goes to work come home sleep got it rinse repeat you know yeah not to say that he's not present but he's not like as present as some let's say yeah um my mom on the other hand uh was just a stay-at-home mom because my dad uh supported us and uh my mom is to this day my best friend I love my mom so much I am a mama's boy yeah um but we had a we had a bit of a rocky patch during uh my health trials because uh it and I don't think it wasn't because she didn't believe something was going on Mm -hmm. but it was like it was very tough love Mm -hmm. like it was very like hey I know something's going on I don't care get up and go to school or Mm -hmm. like get up and do this Mm -hmm. um which at the time caused a lot of tension I we were not 
as close as we are now. Yeah. Um, because it was, I was obviously very clearly going through something and where I think what I wanted was like, like a hug and a, somebody to hold my hand through it. Mm -hmm. I got the complete opposite. Um, now that being said, I'm actually thankful that I got what I got because like, bro, I'm a baddie now. <laughs> <laughs> like there's really like, there's few things that can like get in my way that are like, that stop me in my tracks in the mm. sense to where I'm like, I mean, I've already done. Uh, and also this, this quote unquote dying incident happened twice. So I'm like, Hey, yo, I've died like twice. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's something that's funny that we could laugh about. I think it's a slightly serious thing, but also like, it's something that I've been able to kind of turn into a psychological tool for myself. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, that's, that feels very like of that generation to be like, get up, go to school. Like you're it fine, very was, you know, yeah, it very much was. And like, it's like, oh, you know, we walked three miles in the snow exactly. kind of vibes. And it's like, yeah, yeah you guys, no, I'm sure your mom's great. But in my head, I'm like, yeah. And you guys are ruining our country. So like <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, my mom's a, my mom's a beast. We love my mom. She's like the sweetest, smallest little woman Um, until things need to get real and then yeah. she like she goes into like action mode she was um she was born in cuba and uh immigrated here as a child and um her family's been through like x y and z and so i i understand the kind of yes. mentality of it all it was yep. it was just a little it was a little rough to, <laughs> to which go is through, like but... obviously as a kid you don't understand that but like as you get older you're like oh I see why you are the way you are and exactly. like I can like like love you with grace and like understanding now um yeah. I feel like I don't talk to my dad but I am so close with my mom and mm. so but we totally had a rocky patch I, I don't really know anybody who didn't have that and like growing up at some point right? like a rocky bit with like one or both parents yeah. um but yeah okay okay so middle school shitty you started getting symptoms high school you figured out you had to go in the hospital for an extended period of time your junior year yeah we were we we essentially lived there for a few months which Jesus. was yeah it was it's just funny to think about now because like I don't know anybody who did this but yeah. it felt so normal like it didn't feel I didn't know any better. So I was like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah, of course I'm going to stay at the hospital. This is fine. And then I get better and then we move on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, stay at the hospital. And then like, there was this doctor who, <sighs> my drug-induced memory of this time is not going to let me remember it right now, sure. of course. Um, coolest doctor. He was this older guy, but had like the youngest kind of like soul and vibe. He's like, bro, what's going on? I got you. This is after like years of like, literally bleeding out right um he's like he's like oh no i know exactly what this is come over here we got you i kid you not rebecca we did this like what's essentially like an infusion so it's like you you you're in an iv for like x amount of hours and then uh you know you sleep a long time uh next day everything was better like not a symptom to be had Boom, boom, done. Mm -hmm. Like miracle cure stuff. I was like, what? What is what is this? What is going on? And this doctor's like, dude, I told you, I got you. I was like, who are you, bro? What's yeah. going on? Um, yeah. and then that kind of gave me a little bit of a a recovery arc, if you will. And that's and there was there was like a, you know, I got completely better. I fell back a little bit into it, got better again, and kind of like, you know, got to where I am now. Um, but uh Essentially, after after that, I I correlate that kind of time of my life with um, my career starting, mm. um, which is so cool. And I graduated high school and immediately started working and performing um, for for Disney. And oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, I uh, I started. I worked for Disney for a really long time, but it um, it was like. I blew out the candles on my 18th birthday and they hired me. Um, and I <clears throat> was a vocalist uh, singing in shows for the parks for a long time. Oh, I might've known that part. Sure, sure. Um, 
And then it kind of led into doing that kind of led into um, gaining a bit of social media traction, which turned into me doing some like collabs with Disney in that sense. Um, I don't know, man. It's How been, did that like start? Like you just like applied to be a good performer at Disney? So I had gotten um, I had gotten a job in entertainment that wasn't performing. Okay. Um, and um, I was there for a really short amount of time, and there was literally like a poster somewhere like, "Hey, uh, we're auditioning for this show," and I was like, "I fit the role. Let's go." Yeah. Um, and was very, very, very lucky to be hired for a job that I was not ready for at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, because the people singing and performing. I don't think people realize this. Like the people that perform and sing at the Disney parks either are like post Broadway and have like done the circuit already. And they're kind of just like, this is my nine to five now, or they're like on their way. Like they're top tier people there. Mm -hmm. um, and so I jumped into that kind of circle, like so wide eyed. And like, I think I had had like one, one leading role in like a school play or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was super fortunate because I got to like the best. I'm somebody who like I need to learn doing it, you know, totally. And so it, I could not have had a better scenario in that sense to where I was like, not only am I getting to learn on like a professional stage with a bunch of professionals, but like my peers are like elite in, in to a certain extent. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And it was um, it was awesome. And so from there, uh there's a with the annual pass holders and kind of the crew that work the shows there's a really nice community within uh the disney parks that kind of like the annual pass holders would like take down take down the times of my shows and like we're gonna go see your shows and like i got like this little fandom who i love oh my god i didn't even know that that was like a yeah. thing yeah the super cool super cool um wait so what characters did you play or did you just play like a ton well, a lot of the characters that I did for the shows were park created. Okay. So either like um, a host of something, and obviously the characters all had names, but it, primarily the roles that I filled were were like, "What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show! Like, we're gonna have a great time today." Yep. Kind of vibes. Yep. Um, there was also a really cool show uh, called The Red Car Newsboys that was, if you're familiar with the old Disney movie Newsies. It mm -hmm. was essentially like a park version of that. And so cool. we were newsboys. Yeah. And we had, we'd sing and dance um, with like a trolley car and it was fun. It was good times. But over the years, we've been everything from, we've been in pirate shows. We've been in uh, newsy shows to hosts of things to two that stand out are, there was a Phineas and Ferb show that I was in okay. that was like yeah. so good, bro. It was and this so was good. And this was at Disneyland or World? Um, Phineas and uh, Disneyland in California. Disneyland. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Um, technically, uh, Phineas and Ferb was at D uh California Adventure, right? Which is yeah. Um, but uh, that show was great. And then um, for the longest time, it was actually the first show that I got hired to do. And the longest one that I did there was a show called uh, Disney Junior. Uh, there was a few iterations of it, but I started with Disney Junior Live on Stage, and then it turned into Disney Junior Dance Party. But it's essentially like. It started off as like a cute puppet show for kids. And then it, the last iteration that I did was literally a rave for babies. And it was the funnest thing ever. It was so cool. That's so fun. And that reminds me of like wanting, this is a tangent, but like my, I don't do like resolutions because I never sure. uphold them. Um, we love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to fucking do it. Listen, uh, you could just live your whole year at like in your peak. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's, that's the plan. Um, but I like want to find that like childlike joy more in my life mm, because mm. I feel like I've just like lost it. Even things like like Disney shit or bro, like, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. So much that I had to move my mic right to my face. I love it. it sounds great. You have a great voice, but I'm sure oh you've heard that oh all the time. Gosh, thank you. <gasps> You're welcome. Uh, do you do ASMR? Because <laughs> you should. Listen, if we need to turn this into an ASMR stream. We can it's, we can do that. Like, don't hate on ASMR. It relaxes the fuck out of me. Bro, I love ASMR so much. I you love have no it idea, bro. So much. Um, I'm obsessed with it. My favorite thing to do is like to eat an edible and watch ASMR. 
And oh. it's just like- What's your what's your favorite sound? Oh, God. That's a good question. I feel like I am a huge fan of like table taps mm. or like anything tappy. Mm. That's my vibe. So this one person was tapping on cork the other day. And I was okay. like, hadn't heard that before. Cause it's usually like a harder surface. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Love this. But I also <laughs> like- the fucking, I don't know what they're called, but like the act outs where she's like, oh, yeah, the role she's like doing your like makeup or like oh. take like the spa or whatever. And oh, I'm just like, let's go. Let's go. Let <laughs> take me away. <laughs> like high as that... fuck on an edible, just being like, yes, do my blush. It's beautiful. Just, yes, I feel it. I feel the brushes on my face because you <laughs> yeah. do sometimes, bro. You know, it's oh the fucking gosh. best. Okay, we digress. Um, But yeah, like trying to find that childlike joy is like my thing Dude. for this year. And so like hearing you talk about like Disney stuff, I'm just like, man, what a great job to have. Because like you really have to like, Ugh. you know, dig deep and like hit that point of like, like childlike joy. You know, you have to be yeah. on, I'm assuming like all the time yeah. when you're working. And like, that's not to say that that job didn't become or wasn't a job at some point. Mm -hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, I was getting paid really good money to sing and dance for kids. And it's like, I get to be a kid as yeah. my, you know what I mean? And it was, it was so, it was, I call it like the best years of my life and like the worst years of my life because I was, the the peak of it was what I, what we just said, right? Like mm -hmm. I got to sing and dance and be a kid for a living. Yep. But for whatever reason, if, because that was such a high, if for whatever reason, that was inconvenienced, whether it be by like some kind of management or like job related things. It was like the worst thing ever because mm -hmm. I'm like, you're taking away my joy, bro. And like, I love this so much, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it was, I mean, it was so good. It was so great. And and I, I love your childlike joy finding because oddly enough, I view that period of my life as the last time I had that. Mm. And I've, I've been looking for it again ever since. You have? Oh my yes. God. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I don't know the answer yet, but like for me, it's definitely like more, I mean, I guess performing too, but like more like tactile things with my hands, like doing oh. more art and like creative things and like clay work, Ooh. which I haven't done in forever. Um, but just like using my hands to like get dirty <sighs> has been like something I, that that. I really fucking dig. So you, like, do you do gardening? Clay. I don't. That's the one thing I haven't gotten into yet, but I probably should because they talk about like that, like grounding technique where you like yeah, put your bare yeah. feet on like dirt and sand or whatever. Uh -huh. And it's like, oh, we're going to get into the juju. We're going to get into the high tell, juju of it all. Tell me like, because in LA, it's like people don't get it, but there's like not places to put your fucking feet in dirt. No. You know, you have you to go, like, like, go to a park, the dog park. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you, there's, you don't have a backyard. And if you do, it's like yeah. cement. And so it's like, finding that is tricky um yeah. but wait do you wait do you have insight into ground no i'm just anything? like i'm like i'm i'm when it comes to things that are not let's say scientific mm. you know mm. quote unquote mm. um or maybe widely believed by the masses i'm a fan of it i don't care Ugh. what it is assign me on bro i don't <laughs> care like I'm i'm a bit of a, like a skeptic believer but i need like one ounce of like this worked for me and i'm like sold yeah. i want it give it to me well also it's like this fucking world is huge the universe is infinite and you're gonna tell me that this is not true you don't have proof that it is or isn't so shut the fuck up and let this me, is what like, i'm saying let me just enjoy this moment and also at the end of it if it's a placebo effect it works bro Who and cares? i don't care yeah exactly bro, so i my mom is a huge like her therapy is like i mean we're also I'm more Orange County than I am LA. We're right. like right on the county line, but we lean Orange County. Um, and so we're fortunate enough to have like a backyard, you know? Right. Um, and uh, her therapy is like, no, leave me alone. I need to go outside and garden. Or like, I need to go outside and like, you know, touch the grass and like, yeah. you know, that's her thing. And that's never resonated with me. But when you said that, I was like, oh, I know this, yeah. like, you know? And yeah. I have also like seen a lot of like, do you, are you on TikTok? Okay, good. Okay, good. What do you think? That's Bro, all I do. Literally good. all I do. Literally before I was on before we started and and after we end, I'm sure. Um <laughs> there's like there's way too many videos on there, obviously, but like I've seen some crazy ones about grounding yeah, and about me. 
dude, have you seen the people? They literally, they put like a rod in their front yard, right? Like a no, metal I've, rod. I don't know what this is. So I'm very excited. I'm okay. I will draw you a diagram after Great. this and give it to you if I need to. Great. <laughs> they, they put like a metal rod in either their front yard or if they're, you know, their bedroom is closer to their backyard, they put it in your backyard. And then you tie, I think, I think it's copper wire. It's copper or brass, some kind of brown wire, right? Okay. You tie it to the rod and then you run the wire to wherever your bed is, right? And then there's this kind of like aluminum or like you could use foil, any Mm. kind of, they use like aluminum duct tape or any kind of metal thing. And you put it, you tie the wire to the metal thing. And then the metal thing is supposed to either like touch your feet while you sleep or like some kind of part of your body. And like, again, placebo effect question mark. I don't know, but people are like, dude, I have arthritis and I went to the doctors and I don't have arthritis anymore. And like, I have this and like, I feel great now. And I'm like, am I, am I doing this <laughs> like tonight? I don't, Cause I, I feel great, but like, who knows? Maybe I can feel yeah. better. Well, it's like we do, I do feel like we kind of like poo-poo on any like nature-related like yeah. healing things for some odd reason. Um, and it's like, I don't, who, I don't know. Like, how do you know? How do you know it doesn't work? I'll, that does terrify me uh, if I would be constantly worried that a lightning lightning was going to strike the pole oh, and fried. murder You'd me. be gone. Yeah. You'd be gone. You'd be a goner. You'd be gone. Right. And even if it was sunny out, I'd be like, this is going to be the one, like, <laughs> the one time that lightning strikes during a don't at all and i will die um oh. uh which is just you know my some homeless man is gonna go out there and like tase the pole with exactly. the taser and then you're, go- you're gone you're done um you're like i was just <laughs> trying to heal um <laughs> i was grounding good um <laughs> what is like okay so so i know that you mentioned like going back to like Disney world, um, yeah. you kind of use that as a segue into social media stuff. Can you like mm-hmm. elaborate a little bit on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so like I said earlier, I kind of built this little internal fan base. Um, and this was probably like, you know, Instagram existed at the time, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, like top tier, you know, Got I it. think at the at this time youtube was kind of coming into the like peak of what it would become mm-hmm. um and so the my little fan my little fan base i love them i'm still um a lot of them still follow me and a lot of them um i keep in contact with and i've become friends with they were like hey so like we love listen we love hearing you sing mickey mouse clubhouse like six times a day we we can't get enough of it but also like maybe you should sing like some pop songs. Like we would love to hear your voice on like these songs. And I was like, okay, like, what do you want me to do? Like you should do YouTube videos. And I'm like, Mm. okay. I mean, like, will you guys watch? I'll make them if you guys will watch them. They're like, yeah, do it. So um, I started kind of making a very simple, like I set up a camera with a tripod in my living room, um, little singing covers. And uh you know, it was cute. And like my family and my friends would watch them and like this little community would watch them. And it was fun. It was something that I could do on like my days off, you know. Um, and then I had uh, a co-worker who worked at Disney with me. And he's like, hey, I have seen a lot of these videos. They're cool. And like, obviously, you're you're, you're really good. Bless him. Bless everyone. I love you. Um, do you have you ever thought about doing like music videos? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I went to film school. I think we could do some stuff with this. I was like, okay. And so I kind of fell into this parody adjacent side of YouTube where I would dress up like either Disney characters or cartoon characters and sing their songs, um, which turned into like, you know, taking pop songs and changing the lyrics and doing a bit of a parody. And I had listen. When I use this information very carefully, okay? I don't want to be judged on this by you or all your thousands, millions of viewers. I would never judge anybody for anything. There's one video in particular that I will mention, and I apologize in advance to anybody that Googles my name or that, you know, whatever you may find on the internet, I apologize. 
There's one video that was the first video me and this coworker made. And to this day, it is my most viewed YouTube video ever. And I, I think it's sitting at like, it's like a double digit million. Very humble Damn. brag. Very humble brag. Um, <laughs> granted, it's one of those things where it's like, and you, I'm sure you've heard people say this, where it's like the one video that like I didn't need to go viral or like I put like the least amount of effort into. Sure. Naturally, this is the one, right? So <laughs> when I say I was, when I say I was on a beach wearing a mermaid tail, <laughs> and I may or may not have had a red wig on okay. and singing part of your world from Little Mermaid, but like a guy version, sure. you know what I mean? We did this video and like, it wasn't overnight, but it was like within the week I put it out. And I remember I woke up and I had like a bunch of like notifications from like social media platforms. And I was like, what's going on? Um, and it was, it didn't like skyrocket into the millions, but like it skyrocketed high enough to where I was like, hey, yo, what is this? Um, and it kind of, I was able to take a step back because there was also like, people were sending me articles, like mm -hmm. internet articles and like the Huffington Post interviewed me. Like it was very bizarre I wanna look for the time. Video. I mean, look it up. It's funny. It's cute. Yeah. I'm like a child. Like, sure, you know? sure, sure. Um, but uh, it was cool because I mark that as like, I was able to take a step back and be like, I have a great job working at Disney and I love that job. But like, what is this? Like, can we turn this into something? Because um, I've had or I've known of a lot of people at that time that are were able to be like YouTube stars, quote right. unquote, or like, you know, social media as a career was more of a novelty at that time. But like there were people like very notable, like millions of subscriber people that have able were able to turn this into a career. Um, and I was like, is that going to be, is this what that is? Um, and so I kind of like did that for a little bit while <laughs> having the nine to five at Disney, which was hysterical. Um, and I think, I don't think I ever stopped doing that. Like to a, to a degree to this day, like a lot of my income comes from social media. Okay. Um, I would from say almost YouTube specifically, not from YouTube. We've kind of, um, from YouTube, I was able to build enough of, um, a following to kind of translate it to Instagram and then recently translated that to TikTok. Okay. Um, and so primarily, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like my income comes from uh, the brand deals that I do mm. from social media. Okay. Um, which is very cool because I can spend the rest of my time, you know, working on the craft and <laughs> <laughs> auditioning and stuff, you know. Working the craft. <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of uh as like an artist and a performer it's like that's like the dream to be able to like have your videos and the content that you create make you money to then give you the time to work on yeah. other things that are creative that you're interested yeah. in um yeah yeah i always like wonder because the thing i'm so not good at social media and when i say not that's good, what everybody says i know but i want to hear your explanation okay. i want to hear your explanation <laughs> so i can prove you wrong okay no no no. yeah <laughs> like prove me, you need to like teach a course in it or something i got you i got you i feel like people would take it um i like i i don't know what my block is i have a block because i'm just like okay. oh no i think it's like oh no one cares what i have to say i think it's like okay. that narrative where i'm like why I'm, would and you I know what out? because like doesn't matter that's so valid. That's so valid. And also it's like, I have that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I have an idea for something, I'm like, dude, no one's gonna, no, no one's gonna watch that. Right. And it's really like everybody, if you talk to somebody and they're like, I know exactly how to go viral and I know exactly what to do. And I know everything about social media. I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. Everyone that I've talked to, and that's not to say, you know, I'm completely ignorant on how it functions, but also like, 
I don't know what's going on, bro. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm just making fun stuff that I think is cool or funny. And if people respond to it, great. If not, let's, let's step all change and do something that people like, you know let's what I mean? Step all change. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to say that all the fucking time now. Good, let's just good. step all change and make a little, make a little let's, change. You know, we'll make um, a little change. We'll make a little um, change. What's like the best part of social media for you and what's like the worst part of being a oh content I'll gosh. say of being a content creator. I love this question because there it's a great good like the good part is incredible and the bad part is like a lot of people don't realize this. Um the good let's start with the good part, yeah? Right, yeah. <laughs> the good part is and it took me a really long time to understand and learn how to wield this power because it very much is a power. Mm -hmm. Um, but for example, I'm trying to find a way to say this that like, doesn't make me sound like a complete asshole, but also like, this may just sound what it sounds like. Sure. I don't know. Um, there are, there are some connections that I've made, I guess, industry wise and professionally, um, be it acting or music related that have come from me being smart and knowing how to wield my social media presence and turn it into something that makes a connection. And let me explain. Okay. Let's say, let's say there's a TV show. Do you have a favorite TV show? I don't watch TV. I don't watch anything. What's your favorite? Oh, what, you know what, what you... I did watch recently? I watched the White Lotus recently and I love it. Okay. Great example, right? Right. Okay, let's say you're obsessed with The White Lotus. I haven't watched it, but everyone's telling me to watch it and I should be obsessed with it. Okay. This is on HBO, correct? Correct. Or HBO Max? Uh, is there- yeah. What? Sure, 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 sure. HBO I'm, there. HBO-verse. So the HBO-verse, yes. <laughs> um, now, let's say the content that I created was um, sketch comedy or pop culture, com uh, pop culture content, right? Now, if I was able to create some kind of video that was funny, parody, or maybe, I mean, you could stretch even further as like if you make costumes or you do makeup and I do a video that like studies the makeup or the costumes from the show and I do it really high quality and I do it really well or to go back to kind of what I have done, if there's like a musical or if there's a show that I really like and I'm able to tie it into the content that I do. And maybe it's not like a self tape or like, you know, an audition. However, if I do it to a level that it gains enough views or traction or whatever you want to call it, and those people see it once, great. That's cool. That's like a little trophy I can put on 2023. So-and-so watched my video. That's so cool. If I do it twice and that person sees it again, then it's like, oh, hey, I saw your last video. That's like, your work is great. You do great work. Now I do great work. Mm. Now, if I do it three, four, five, if I make a career out of this, now I'm friends with this person. And if they have something going on, that I'm, that they're like, oh, I have a friend that, you know, and that's just like, it's just another right. tool that I've used to make connections in that sense. The part that I've had to learn is how to do it smartly or mm. more intelligently. Well, I like the, I, <laughs> the irony of me saying smartly. <laughs> um, to where gotta I learn like, how to do it smartly. You gotta learn how to do it smartly. smartly. Uh, okay. Oh, um, keep, keep going. Cause this is very yeah. interesting to me. No, I, I got you. Um, and I've had to learn how to do it. And this is still a work in progress, but I, I, I like to say that I at least have done it into a way that I'm like, okay, I kind of, I kind of understand this um, to where I'm able to present myself through social media in a way that isn't gimmicky or campy or like cute to where it's like, oh, you just do social media. But like, I'm able to create something that, important people quote unquote watch and they're like hold on a second this is cool but like are you also do you also act or do you also sing mm -hmm. and like take me seriously you know and that's yeah. not to say I've perfected that art or I, I I can do it on command or that it works every time 
but I kind of have a little bit of a parameter to like, okay, if I present myself like this, um, and I, I feel like that mostly has to do with the quality. Like if I like to do things on social media at a very high quality to a fault, <laughs> to where like meaning I will like, pay meaning like camera audio like... correct okay yes like I would I would rather spend way too much money mm-hmm. <laughs> way too much money to make something very presentable and professional and maybe I'm not putting content out like every day but when I do you'll you'll see it you know what I mean yeah. and also it'll be very it'll be very polished and very nice um and uh, that's been something that I'm still learning how to do, but I, I've had some success at doing. Do you learn um, the skills or do you hire people to do the thing? In so I'm of, like, kind camera op and like, sure. I think it's a bit of both, right? Um, I am admittedly like a jack of all trades. So like I, I um, pride myself on being able to pick things up quickly. However, there are some things where I'm like, oh no, this is beyond my scope. Like right. I can get by doing like, and I have gotten by where I can present myself. You know, I do do the camera equipment. I do do the audio recordings and I'll do all that. But there's some things that, um, whether it be like, I'm trying to achieve something different or I'm like, oh, this is, this may be a big deal. I should probably like hire some people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, that it's kind of and that's I think where the learning curve comes in for like people that scares people away from social media is that like you kind of have to know a a little bit about a lot of things right like that's such a it's such a talent to be able to like not only because it's it's a it's a skill in and of itself to like come up with the the content you know whether it's like a sketch or like a a music video you know just like the content itself and then on top of that you add like all of the skills you have to learn that are on the technical side of things. And that's like, that's fucking hard to have like one person. Like (laughs) the fact that you can do all of that is like wild. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, It's, it's rough because, and, and this is where I say to a fault is because like, sometimes I get caught up in so much of my own. I can't trust anybody else to do this. I need to do this a certain way that things will either not just never get done Mm. or they take X amount of time to, get like longer to get done um because you do have to know anything but also like pans over to like my entire like setup studio over here that's a mess don't look at it (laughs) um but that being said my most successful friends that do social media have a team and it really it takes a team because to put out high quality stuff and do it frequently at a certain level like you cannot do that by yourself yeah you know yeah um it just is so astounding to me that like you and like other content creators have so many ideas that like like it's like endless you keep thinking of things to like put out there and i feel like that's that's not that's not easy okay so let's talk about the bad part (laughs) oh yeah okay yeah go go to the bad part because that that's that's i feel like that's that's in there right um I think some of the bad parts are one I've experienced this and I do experience this is that like it's really hard to not put yourself in a box like okay because you have let's say you're very fortunate enough to have a video go viral that's all anybody wants to see whatever that video entails Mm. you're that person got it right and so for a long time I was like, I was viewed as like a Disney cosplayer YouTube guy. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Which was great at that time because I, that's kind of what I was doing. And um, I w- also, I was singing at Disney. So like the brand as a whole was very that and it worked. Um, but as soon as I tried to start doing other things, looking at this now from having experienced it nothing else would would be successful mm. anything else i touched did not do well and in my mind at that time it's because it wasn't good enough or like i was doing something incorrectly which is a whole nother podcast i'm sure yeah um but the the umbrella of it is is it like it's hard not to keep yourself in a box and it's also 
um the toll that that takes on you is interesting it's mm -hmm. like an interesting character study of that yeah um and then like you said there's like whew, the the potential workload that leads into an inevitable burnout is wild right it's wild yeah and then like working through burnout I'm sure you've talked about burnout with like endless amount of people on this podcast I mean yeah but it's like it's a I feel it feels like a different beast because I haven't really talked to that many people who like I've talked to maybe like one other person whose career is or their income is based on like social media and like theirs specifically was like only fans content and it's like oh okay it's like just coming up with like content all the time for people and I think also which I was going to ask you like people's comments and opinions like how that influences <laughs> you or if it doesn't at all or you know yeah. but that feels like a whole nother side of it where yeah. burnt it would um I feel like that would uh I don't know the word I'm looking for but like contribute to burnout as well just like yeah. reading it, whether it's like only I don't know are you good with like getting negative comments or do you even get negative comments how do you deal with that I mean if you're on the internet you're gonna get some sort of right. negativity right um I I think I'm I don't even want to say that I'm fortunate because this is like the best of the bad um I'm fortunate in the sense to where I think a lot of the negativity that I do receive is like incoherent meaning like it's just nonsense to where I'm like there's no way I can take this seriously mm, like yeah this person is either um you know may you know I don't I don't I don't want to assume anything about anybody and I try not to especially when it's a negative comment but I'm like maybe this person you know isn't has some kind of mental illness or like maybe they are on the spectrum and I'm taking negative where they're just kind of talking oh sure um, but a lot of the, what I perceive as negative isn't blatant. You suck, go right. die. You know okay. what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to say that that doesn't happen because it does, but like primarily the the negative feedback or negative comments that I get is just like incoherent that it's almost funny to me where I'm mm. like, bro, what is this? Where like everything is misspelled. I have to like, it's in English, but I have to decipher and translate what it is you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Um, yeah, this but, other person I was talking to you about, about that exact thing was like, yeah, they're just like bad insults. Like if they were good, I'd be like, huh? Yeah, that's funny. You but know what I like, mean? Yeah. But she's like, they're so bad that it's just yeah. like, I can't take it seriously. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. And like, it gets easy to kind of filter through. However, there'll be that one or two or three or however many that like, I don't think I've lost sleep, but like. I remember them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and it's, that's rough. That's rough to deal with. And I think you've had some pretty cool people on this podcast, by the way. Thanks. Like Thank some you. really like acclaimed people. Yeah. Um, and I'd be interested to hear their answers on this topic because I think anybody at like any kind of celebrity level has to deal with that. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see what it, or to pick somebody's brain at a higher level, you know, because yeah. like, I'm not like a household name. And like, I wouldn't even say I'm like, I would say like, maybe I'm slightly internet famous, but like, I'm not like, everybody knows what my, my the stuff I do, you know? Yeah. Um, and so my view on that is a little skewed to where like, I don't have access to like, half the negativity I could be receiving. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. But it's just like. Do you, does it ever because I know you said like doesn't keep me up at night but like uh, uh, sure. some, like sometimes does that ever make you question like your career path or like your talent at all even if it's like one or two people like or does that not really shake you at all because I think like as a creative as a performer anyone like in the arts like we're sensitive people oh, at yeah, least like yeah you know all the people that I interact with and so it's like it does for me, it like it does bother me and it shakes me sometimes. But I'm wondering yeah. like how you combat that and if it affects sure. you at all. Um, it definitely, it definitely affects me. <laughs> um, hundred percent. I I would argue that it would affect anybody in a position like that. Um, it's interesting to think about because at face value, like right now, if I open my phone and somebody comments something, like that person's a dick and like, wow, it's not going to ruin my day. Right. But sure. like, bro, what are you talking about? 
And it doesn't affect me at face value, but it does over time. Right. So like it's they it just like they're little chips, right? And it starts chipping away to like you get to a point where you are affected and you don't know how, like, why do I feel this way about my work? Mm. Or like, why do I why do I not want to make this video that like a few hours ago I thought was gonna be the coolest thing ever? But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna do it. Um, I think it affects me in that way. Mm. Um, but to combat it, to combat it, and this this is very uh a lot easier said than done, but I'll, I'll do something that like <laughs> uh, either I think I can't do or that I'm like, I don't care. There's mm. literally, there's literally no way. If I do this video and I pull this, this thing off, that, that idea that I have in my head, I don't even care what anybody has to say about it mm. because it's, I think it's so cool. This sounds so cliche and cheesy, but like, I either think it's so cool or so insane and like nobody's done this that like nobody can touch it. I don't care. You can say whatever you want about it. Yeah. Um, I combat it in that way, but also like another way that I've combated it is honestly just to chill out Yeah. <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, and maybe you'll resonate with this. Um, I'm like, Bro, none of this is real. Right. Like we're are we we're like in this weird simulation, like and I that's more of a recent thing that I've had to throw into my toolkit where I'm like, <sighs> calm down. None of this is real. Yeah, it's almost like not taking yourself too seriously because it's like yes. who fucking cares. Yes. You know? And like that's a tool that's available to me sometimes, and other times it's not there. Right. I don't know why. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just like no, I, I I can't find that. Um but that's been important as of late. Um, I think uh, recently I did uh, this, it, uh, it was a YouTube video where I, and it's very absurd conceptually on paper, um, but I was like, I've seen one or two people kind of do this, but not to the degree that I want to. Are you, are you a fan of musicals at all? Or do you have like- Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Do you, know the, do you know the musical Wicked? Yes. Cool. And this is going to circle back. Oh, what a great segue. This is going to circle back to. Okay. So I did this video and I had seen this guy, Caleb Hiles, I think. Shout out to Caleb Hiles. I'm going to fact check this in a second. Um, incredible singing voice. Wild. And way back in the day, he did um, a cover of Defying Gravity, like in the original key which for a female is a difficult song. And so for a, a, a male or male presenting or female presenting person to do that song is like, it's a feat. It's a bit of a mm -hmm. feat, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened. One day I said, you know what? I got the itch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And so I tried to record the song and I recorded the song and it turned out um, way better than I could have wanted it to. And I was like, damn it. I have to do a full scale Broadway production now. <laughs> so I spent way too much money and uh, way too long. Essentially, like I rented out an entire theater. Like it was like a 2000 seat theater um, and essentially recreated the Broadway number on stage, except with me, not only singing um, Alphaba's part, if you're familiar with the song, but I also I was like, Okay, I'm also going to sing Glinda's part. And then in the video, I'm going to be both at the same time. And we're going to shoot it like Parent Trap style because okay, I'm an yeah. insane person, you know? Um, and uh, it turned out, that was the last video where I was like, I don't care what people say about this. Yeah. Because nobody's done this. Right. Nobody's done this. And no, I would... I would like to see somebody else try to do this very humbly, not because I think I'm the best performer and producer on the planet, but I was like, this was so difficult that I would like to see somebody else do it. And if they pull it off, I'm, I won't be able to say anything because it's, it would be incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and then a full circle moment. Um, it turned out with that video that a friend of a friend knew Christian Chenoweth who knew other important people who knew, um, Stephen Schwartz, uh, who wrote the musical, um, and uh, they saw the video and they like commented on the video, and I was able to meet a few people because of that video. 
Um, and it was cool. And it was like peak. It was peak. Like I can wield this. Like it's hard. It's so difficult, but like I can wield this, you know? Yeah. 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 That reminds me of like that Renee Brown quote that like I, everyone uses, but I think it's a really good one where it's like, if you're not, I think she says like, if you're not in the ring doing the same thing that I'm doing, like, I don't care about your opinion. And it reminds mm. me of that. Cause it's like, if you're not going to make something on this big of a scale with like this unique of an idea and this level of talent. And it's like, I don't really care what you think. Cause like, you don't know how hard it is or what it entails. So Whoa. like, fucking, I don't it's, care. It's so like, and this is, and this is kind of the mentality that I like to have about like internet trolls, if you will, or like, yeah. honestly critique in general to where I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, it's, it's almost, I don't even have the respect for what you're saying because you haven't done this. Exactly. Like, you don't, you haven't, you haven't searched the planet to find a flying rig to strap yourself to, to belt like crazy notes. And then on top of it, do it well amongst all the other craziness. Like, how dare you even try to critique this? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, totally. any, anybody that has wouldn't critique it. Yep. In, in a sense, in a sense that would be negative, you know what yep. I mean? Because they understand. Yep. Exactly. Um, That's like the one thing that, that helps me in creating anything is like, well, you're not doing it. So you don't fucking know. So I don't yeah, get out of here, bro. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, okay. So we came up on an hour, but I want to ask you one last question, um, that I usually ask in every episode is it's, um, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self or <laughs> anybody experiencing a low point and they want to bounce back what piece of advice would you give to them or to your younger self oh gosh if I talk to my yourself I'm gonna start crying um that's a rough one I think if if I was if I was talking to somebody experiencing a low a low point like it's so cliche it's literally written on those like little kitten posters but like it really does get better yeah you know like and and cliche aside like cliches also exist for a reason but like it does mm -hmm. and and you whatever it is you're experiencing like that's making you you know like yeah. that's it's it's carving what you're going to be out of you and that's painful but it, it's making you who you're going to become which is always incredible like yeah. you know um and that process is rough uh, I think there's a weird analogy. I don't, I don't want to talk too much because I know we're going over our hours. <laughs> um, That's okay. But, but um, there's a scientific study done on, I think it's lobsters or any kind of crustacean where they shed their skin. But in the process of that, like they studied their like biology of it and it causes them like an extreme amount of stress mm -hmm. to go through this uh, because they're, they're, bodies are getting bigger but their shell stays the same time so they're essentially getting crushed you know but to they have to go through that process to shed the skin to get a new shell or to you know gain new um external uh skeletons or whatever that may be yeah. um and it causes them a string a lot of stress but like you you literally grow from it you know yeah um if i was talking to my younger self i I don't think I'm at a point in my life right now to where I would know what to say, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Humbly. I don't know. Because I don't think, like, I don't think I take myself seriously enough right now, but I feel like I've experienced enough to where I could go back and resonate with my younger self enough to be like, I know exactly what to tell you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think just like the it gets better or like ha just like hang on type of thing is so true. It's so hard in the moment to like. That's such a dumb thing to, to receive. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it is true. I was thinking about this the other day. Cause I was like, I had such a shitty like week or whatever, where in those moments I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I just can't. And yeah. then yesterday I was like, Oh my God, I feel fine now. Like I, I like, you know, overcame all that shit and yeah. it's okay but in the moment it's so hard to to Bro, remember that you always you've you've gotten through every single one of your low points right period yep yeah it's crazy it's, it's, it's good to remember oh sorry my dog just ate shit um 
it's uh it's interesting to think about like someone told me like to think of it as like data points and like all all of your past moments that you've overcome are all just data points as proof and evidence for you to know that you've done it before and you can bro it again, right? that's what i'm saying like yeah. you have to sometimes you have to like take a step back and like remember who you are exactly like, like bro for example um like life has tried to kill me twice right bro you can't take me down i'm not, yeah. like i don't know what to tell you you could try but i'm not going down at least not swinging you know yeah totally um, Totally. But I had to get I had to get through that to have that kind of backbone to where like now I feel that way at the time I did not but yep. you know yeah yeah and now you're a baddie and now I'm a baddie like 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 everyone listening and like you are so just a bunch of baddies yeah just a bunch of bad bitches <laughs> um thanks so much for your time I really appreciate it uh it's been such a treat I'm so glad we got to catch up and thank you for for sharing everything that you shared because thank you for having so me. helpful for me and it's helpful for me i'm sure it's helpful for other people so. oh thank you thank you thank you i i love your podcast i love everyone listening and i love you too okay thanks for listening to this episode of how the fuck did you bounce back with guest actor singer artist content creator chris villain you can find him on all the socials his handle is at chris villain thanks for listening new episodes every thursday mm-hmm.